3: It wasn't long ago that I was stuck in a soul-draining job, held back by fears and limiting beliefs that stopped me from following my purpose and making a positive impact in the world. Fast forward past many hours of inner work and lessons learned, I now write books and teach courses to help you find and follow your purpose too. I created the Lit Up Lightworker podcast to empower you with simple, actionable, step-by-step spiritual tools and practices to overcome what holds you back and light up the world. If you're a spiritual seeker yearning for a more soulful and purposeful life, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Lightworker, welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I'm excited to announce that my third book Protect Your Light, a practical guide to energy protection, cleansing and cutting quartz, is now available to order globally on Amazon. In the book, you'll learn powerful practices to cleanse, shield and strengthen your energy. Specifically, you'll get to cut cords to toxic relationships, remove psychic daggers of attack and other energy attachments, and even learn how to effectively protect your energy online. When you order the book, you'll also get the Psychic Scanning Online Workshop for free, during which I'll guide you to turn on your psychic vision and scan your body for all types of energy attack so you can clear them. And you can visit ProtectYourLightBook.com to get all the details. Also, be sure to download one of my free guides in the description of this episode that will help guide your spiritual journey. You'll find guides on finding your purpose, developing your intuition, and protecting your energy. In today's episode, we're talking all about astrology and money. Now, In Western astrology, our Venus sign sheds light on our relationship with love, relationships and belonging. But did you know that it also reveals a great deal about our relationship with money? It is, after all, a relationship too. Although I'm not an astrologer and it's never been my main spiritual interest, the more I learn about it, the more I see its value as a system for understanding ourselves and guiding our life purpose journey. I'm particularly fascinated by natal chart astrology, which is all about deepening our understanding of ourselves. For the purpose of inner growth and transformation. And I think it's fair to say that both our personal and collective relationship with money is a tricky one, and one that requires a great deal of healing and exploration. Personally, I've done and I'm still doing a lot of inner work to unearth and transform my limiting beliefs around money. And I want to ask you a question. What's your relationship with money like? How do you feel when you say this word out loud? Does it make your heart expand? Or does your whole body contract a little? This simple exercise will give you an idea as to where you are on transforming your relationship with money. Now, To guide you further, in this week's podcast episode, I interview money mentor and astrologer Natalia Benson. Natalia takes us through the 12 signs in Venus and their meaning in relation to money and prosperity. Specifically, in this episode, you'll learn what your Venus sign means, five steps to heal your relationship with money, energetic practices to manifest more money, and practical exercises to manage your finances. When you're done listening to this episode, make sure to come within your Spiritual Toolkit Facebook group and let me know what you most enjoyed about it. Without further ado, enjoy this episode with Natalia Benson. Natalia Benson is a women's empowerment coach, money mentor, and astrologer living in Southern California. By fusing the spiritual world with practical tools for empowerment, Natalia has helped thousands of students, clients, and followers make meaningful choices and changes in their lives. Natalia specializes in high-level conscious business coaching digital course creation and online monetization rooted in spiritual wellness offerings. She also has her own empowerment, coaching, certification, money membership and hosts Natalia Benson, the podcast, which just hit over 750,000 downloads. Natalia, welcome to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast.
0: Thank you, my love. What a gorgeous introduction. Thank you for sharing.
3: Oh my goodness, I am so happy and excited to have you here. As I told you earlier, I've been following you for like so many years and I'm so excited to get to chat with you. And today we're chatting about something that so many people are dealing with, overcoming money blocks. But before we get into that and talking about how each zodiac sign, uh, what kind of blocks each zodiac sign has, I want to hear a little bit about your journey to coming here and doing this work
0: absolutely well first things first um, it's I always say it's really funny how our purpose our our Dharma so to speak kind of unfolds like right underneath our noses I never intended to be doing any of this my first business was a jewelry line I made an attempt at being an electronic music artist. I did social media, like I did, I'm a manifesting generator in uh, human design. So I just love, have all the passions and really fascinating. I just struggled with money. I mean, I, I remember bouncing, my first like check or payment when I was 16. And I felt so much shame. My parents attempted to help me understand, my dad is an accountant of all things. And they attempted to help me like balance a checkbook. And I was like, I I remember I would just try and try and try. And like money just didn't make sense to me. Well, carrying that story with me, starting a business at 19 and then throughout my 20s, was tumultuous. I just lived at basically like to me being rich at that time was having like a hundred dollars in my bank account. And I just had a really warped sense of, um, just my relationship to money was warped. I didn't realize that when we hold stories about ourselves, stories about our potential, um, when we're holding fear or pain or even, traumatic experiences. I believe both from this life and perhaps even from others that it really affects our self-worth and it can be hard to relate to money, um, in a way that feels healthy and, uh, synergized if we don't feel healthy and synergized to our own heart. So my twenties were very tough because I really lived, um, on the edge all the time. I just never had any money. I started to practice kundalini yoga in my early twenties, and I got introduced to the idea of prosperity. I got introduced to the idea that you could work energetically and spiritually with your relationship to prosperity. And my interest peaked. And I didn't realize till I was about 30, 31, that I had been focused on figuring out how to heal my relationship to money for years. Um, And then fast forward, I'm keeping the story very, very short and sweet, but Um, got into my later twenties, uh, moved through my Saturn return and around the age of 30, 31, I just made a decision. I called it my line in the sand moment where I was like, am I going to take this with me for the rest of my life? Or am I going to leave it here and do something different? And so that was really in 2018, that was my, my world change year. I just made a decision. I, I, I began to fuse both the internal spiritual emotive work around money. And I fused it with learning money management and learning what I like to call lovingly, the tactical practical tools of money. And so here we are. I mean, even just a year ago, I told one of my coaches that I was afraid to teach about money. I was afraid to really go into this. I kind of was always a little, just not as forward with it before, because I just know what, I know my approach is very, uh, it's, it is unique. And I think a lot of people are like money, uh, money isn't spiritual, Natalia, money isn't this money, isn't that. And I'm like, well, money's neutral. So money's actually what you make it. And I believe very strongly. And just from my experience that, you know, universal creation is imbued in everything. So why would money be separate from that? So there's a little bit about me and now it's, it's just such an honor and a privilege to get to teach what I teach. And I'm just finishing, uh, my next book, which is called heal your money. So it'll be out sometime this year. And it's just, it's, it's been quite a ride to get to this point.
3: Oh my goodness! I love that you have a book coming out about it as well. This is so exciting, and I can't yes. wait to hear all about it in a little bit. Now, it's your story is so relatable because I think everyone has had a version of that story. Like even from yes. my own experience, my dad was also an accountant, and no I, way, yes. So, and by the way, I was like forced into this industry since I was a kid and I hated it in the same way you did. I was forced to take account. Well, not forced, strongly encouraged <laughs> to take accounting school. I, I, took, I got an A in it, but it was just like just me memorizing stuff rather than just really understanding money. Mm. And I, it was my passion to learn about how to manage money was so strong that I ended up doing a master's degree in business management. I'm like, that could teach me about money. And I graduated and I realized I still did not know how to manage my personal finances. And I had to do other courses outside of that, like spiritual and practical courses to learn to to manage my money. And I remember I I commented on one of your Instagram posts a couple of days ago about the importance of both the tactical practices and the spiritual ones. So I want to... I love this approach and not many spiritual teachers who teach about money talk about the practical component. Why is it so important to also have that as well as the mindset and the healing component around our money beliefs?
0: Oh, I love this. Okay. So my, so here is my take personally and what I've seen transform my life and the lives of my, my students and my clients. So I, again, I have a belief that this um, experience we're in runs on uh, two energetic polarities, feminine, masculine, nothing to do with gender, just to do with energy. And so we truly are the most, and this is what um, I've always been fascinated by alchemy and I learned a lot about the concepts and not even like I learned, it's almost like I remembered when I started working with the tarot and just the idea that this universe runs on them, or I don't want to say this universe, we'll say this experience. I don't know what the universe runs on, just some ideas. But what I found is that we are the most effective, we are the most synergized when we employ both sides of the energetic polarities. So when we work with the spiritual, emotive, the internal, the intangible, and we apply that into the framework of the material. And um I actually heard recently the idea of masculine feminine energy, how the masculine is the cup and the feminine is the water. If you just pour water into wherever you're going to be, you're going to have, your pants are going to (laughs) be, you're going to have to change your pants. You know what I mean? So it's like at the end of the day, what's so powerful is when we look at the tactical practical and we hold money, whether it's with the way that we manage money, the way that we seek to create and make money, make an income, um, investing, these are all important. And then you can flow your healing, your deeper relationship to money through these avenues. And the way that I see it and and something that's been very healing for me is that at the end of the day, like I want more soulful, empathetic, spiritual, heart-centered people. I want I want money's a neutral tool. So I'd rather money be in the hands of people who, of course, want to create a wonderful life for themselves. But the truth is, when you are living a heart centered life, doesn't mean you're perfect, but you're living with a relationship to the heart. It is only natural to want to share. So when your cup is filled, you naturally want to share. And I'm going to say this really quickly, but money is a neutral tool. It literally reflects the consciousness of the person using it. And Joseph Murphy is one of my favorite authors and teachers. He was a new thought teacher in New York in like early 20th century and lived, um, till the early 1980s. And he has a book, well, he has many, many books, one book called the power of the subconscious mind. And then another book I'm spacing on the name, but he has a lot of books about money and wealth. And he always says, he goes, why would you call something evil? He goes, what if you picked up a rock and said it was evil? What if you picked up a piece of copper and said it was evil? He's like, that's not how this works. Like like money does not have its own innate. It's something we created and we imbue it with the consciousness that we're running through our life so i think it's important point to make
3: such an important point i remember i had a client yesterday we were working on her money mindset and she's she's like how can i accept money when by using money, by charging for my services, I'm contributing to an abusive paradigm. And then I mm. stopped right there. I'm like, notice what you just said. You said the fact of contributing to an abusive paradigm. It's not a fact. It's a fact for you because you've had so many experiences, mm. so many yes. stories, so much conditioning, so much trauma that shaped that. So I wow. think it's, it's so liberating when we realize that, you know what? Those things that we consider as facts are really just conditioning or a way of thinking that may or may not represent the truth of what money is. Now, let's talk about all the blocks because we're going to talk about the blocks according to each like zodiac slash sun sign and and whether each zodiac sign has a certain kind of money block from your experience. I'm very interested to know. So, first of all, let me know in general, do certain zodiac signs, do each zodiac sign has... a generally different block around money. And then can we talk um, about each one specifically? I'm gonna take you through all these signs.
0: Yeah, so I wouldn't say that I've necessarily witnessed a certain sign having a specific money block, but what I have noticed is that here's the thing. So, the sun sign is the consciousness, is the filter that we're running consciousness through. So, of course, there's going to be habits that maybe are more empowering or disempowering. And I really take a look at the element. So, we can definitely rock that. But the, something that I'm very passionate about with astrology is natal chart astrology. So, the sun sign is one piece of a magnificent pie. And uh, whenever I'm talking about prosperity and money specifically, I always like to look at the Venus sign. So that's something just what I will offer to your beautiful listeners is just definitely this will be helpful to look at your sun sign and like the filter that perhaps you're, you're bringing reality through. But in addition, I'd say if you also want to get to know your relationship to money and value and worth the Venus sign and the Venus placement is really powerful.
3: I love that. So do you want to talk about that Venus in Aries, Venus in Taurus, et cetera, and how that uh, relationship with money changes?
0: I think, yeah, I think it could be great. I mean, either one is going to be helpful. and yeah, I'm going to like, we're going to rock it on the fly and, yes. uh, and just see what pours through. That's my favorite way to do it. I have a yes. Mercury in Aries, so that's that's what I, I do. I love
3: that. Okay, <laughs> let's focus on Venus because I feel that's so exciting and uh, it gives more depth uh, into Absolutely. like understanding ourselves. Okay, so Venus in Aries, what is the, the outlook around money?
0: So Venus and Aries, so I want, I feel like I want to share what could be empowering and what could be disempowering. So Venus and Aries means that you likely have a, let's just say, so the Aries energy is fast. So you may be someone where you can create money or value quickly. The, maybe a disempowering expression of Venus and Aries is spending too quickly. And that's something all Aries have to be mindful of is just being fast, making fast decisions. So this could have to do with investments or saving. I'll make more like Aries are the children of the Zodiac. So there can really be that energy of just like, Oh, it'll be fine. I am an Aries with an Aries stellium. So welcome to my, (laughs) welcome to my life. So there's it's for Aries. Now let's talk about Taurus. So Venus and Taurus very stabilizing place for money because taurians like all earth signs really like security they like to know like it's gonna be there i can count on it and that can be a very grounding um surefire way to experience money by the way taurus rules money in the western system now something that can be a disempowerment Um, thing for a Venus in Taurus is holding or hoarding, wanting security so much that they just hold. And I actually had my dear friend Terrell Cherry on my podcast yesterday. And he literally said, Natalia, money likes to move. It likes to flow. So that's a good reminder. Aries know that well. (laughs) And Torians, the the Venus and Taurus might be a little bit more like I'm going to hold because I want to feel safe. And just remembering that, you know, and this is more of a spiritual um, approach, I would say, to the finances, but that you are safe, like you are safe. Of course, do the things that help you take care of your money, take care of your bank balance, all of the things. But in addition, it's also the deeper internal work. It's that the opposite sign is Scorpio. So it's also dipping into that Scorpionic trust and that water faith, but we'll talk about that in a bit. So for Venus and Gemini, so Venus and Gemini may have an easeful, easeful time, trusting their ideas, trusting like, oh, I've got this idea to make money, or I've got this idea of what to do with my money, my finances, or a wealth creating activity, because Venus in Gemini is very magnetic when it comes to communication and just idea creation. The only thing with, let's say more disempowerment for Venus and Gemini, it could be being too flighty, not sticking to something long enough to really see it, uh, come to fruition with like wealth building or, um, money-making, uh, in addition to that, there could also be a propensity to, um hyper-analyze one's moves and kind of get into analysis paralysis. So I would say with this, um, don't, don't do that. Like trust, trust yourself, trust yourself in addition and trust your ideas, but don't go so much into like an analysis paralysis of what do I do? Or should I take this raise or just like really trusting the self? Okay. Let's talk about Venus in cancer. So Venus in cancer, you may also relate to money in a way that is to nourish yourself, but also to really take care of others, um, which is a beautiful quality. And, and ironically in more traditional astrology, cancer is actually considered the money sign because cancerian energy is so it's very important for Cancerians that the Cancer Capricorn access to be safe. That is like a big theme of that access. And so what I could say for Venus and Cancer is also make sure that you just don't use all your money and resources to take care of everybody else and kind of leaving yourself with not much. Make sure that you also fill your cup, Um, whether it's with your own self-care, the way you use your finances. One of my best friends, is a mom, and she's a she's a cancer. I don't know where her Venus. She's actually Venus in Gemini, but I just want to illustrate the archetype. But I will notice that so often she can utilize. She's brilliant with. Creating money making ideas, but also she is so quick to just be like, Okay, I want to just give it all to my kids. Let's go, just go do all of the things. So make sure, and this is something for Cancer, Sun, Cancer, Venus, make sure that you're also filling up your own cup, not giving it all away. Um, George, is this helpful so far? How's this landing?
3: So helpful. I'm so loving it. And I can't wait to hear about Leo.
0: <laughs> okay. So let's talk about Venus and Leo. So one thing with a Venus and Leo, this is actually could be said to be a very powerful magnetic place for creating money, for creating value for others, because we know Leos. Leos are just like, boom, here I am. Like they, You're ruled by the sun. So there is a confidence in Leo, especially when it's rooted in the heart, like it is with you, George, that it's just like unshakable. And so something that's really important when it comes to relating to our finances is really having a faith and a confidence in ourselves and that we're going to make the right move. And even if we don't, we'll figure it out. And Leo's have that very powerful, unshakable confidence. Now, something with, let's say more of a shadow side of a Venus and Leo could be being overly confident, not allowing others to be like, Hey, so constructive feedback, something that's helpful. Obviously, when people are being critical or jealous, put it to the wayside. But when someone is truly attempting to be helpful and maybe just be like, hey, I'm looking a little bit down the road. Can I share an insight with you? Just having that openness instead of thinking, oh, I know how to do it. I got it. Or being protective because You don't want to seem like you don't know what you're doing because that's a big one for Venus and Leo. And I would say fire signs in general is very sensitive to feedback and really likes to be like, I am, I got this, like we're good. How's it, does that land, babe? Say hello to
1: a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online
3: that makes a lot of sense i was just checking where my venus is and my venus my venus is in cancer and that made a lot of sense you 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 talked yes. about cancer venus in cancer cancer being the sign associated with money and that made a lot of sense to me in the sense that i like how sometimes different uh, systems personality systems yes. correlate because my my numerology life path number is an 8 which is all about mm. money making and all of that and i'm like oh okay my venus is in cancer as well this seems to be like correlated as well, which is so interesting. Okay.
0: Oh, I love that. So yeah, I would say my loves like basically what I'm sharing here, you can interchange. So you could literally look at like sun and Leo and, and what I just spoke about for Leo's. And then if your Venus is in cancer, take that extra bit of information. So that's Why actually, not? what's really fun about this is that I'm actually giving you double the information because yes. you can literally look at that sun placement and then also check where your Venus is. And as we may know, I'm not like a science major, but, um, Venus travels very close to the sun. So in a, in your astrological chart, Venus is never going to be more than two signs away for your, from your sun because of the degrees that she travels. So just adding that little bit there. Okay. Let's talk about Venus and Virgo. So my archetype for Virgo is always Beyonce. She's one of the most brilliant Virgos that I know, and and Gala Darling, one of my favorite Virgos that I know, wish I knew Beyonce. So Venus and Virgo is very, very powerful. And just, this might sound similar to what I said for Gemini, and there's a reason for that, because Gemini and um, Virgo have the same ruling planet. And so something with a Venus and Virgo that's very powerful is that you have a, innate ability, hopefully that you allow to trust your ideas and bring them to fruition, because here's, what's powerful about the Virgo energy. You're ruled by Mercury, but then you're in an earth sign. So you literally bring that idea, that mental power capacity down into reality. And if there's one thing I've learned about wealth, if there's one thing I've learned about finances, it's that you have to trust your ideas and whether you're entrepreneurial or you are working a job, it doesn't matter. Like Your ideas are powerful and they are needed because the more you contribute, whether in the framework of an entrepreneurial experience or or entrepreneurial journey or your you're working for a company. Your ideas are important, and the way that you contribute is what helps you move forward. Venus and Can- Venus and Virgo is also very much about service, so serving others and creating material wealth and abundance through that. Now, similar to what I mentioned about Gemini, Venus and Venus and Virgo, a little bit of a shadow point might be that. You get caught in analysis paralysis or you need things to be perfect before you make a move, before you have an important conversation about finances, before you make an investment. The thing with the the Virgo energy, especially Venus and Virgo, is that you can get hyper caught on the details. So be very mindful. Details are important, but doing it to a point where it needs to be perfect and then you're not taking action is where you might get caught up a little bit. Okay. Let's talk about Venus and Libra. So Venus and Libra, this is actually a uh, double Libra energy because Libra rules Venus. So when your Venus is found in Libra or your Venus is found in Taurus, you have like this double Libra thing going on, which is, which is very beautiful, very powerful, very magnetic. So the thing with a Venus and Libra is that your magnetism, when it comes to creating a healthy relationship with money or creating a great, great amount of money or finances or whatever your goals are, it actually comes through again. I don't mean for this to sound redundant, but there's certain themes that come up. So Libra is an air sign. So again, are you do you allow yourself to be creative? Librans are brilliant mentally. And if you again can you allow yourself to be creative with your finances? You may have the ability to create beauty, and that's actually a way that you. Uh, Make your money through some form of creativity or some form of creative idea um, or creative endeavor, Uh, beautifying things, um, bringing diplomacy or peace to things. Now, a shadow for... I don't know if the Libra venuses are going to like this. So if you guys just know I'm coming from all the love, uh, just shoot me a message. and we can talk it out, but something that can come forward, the shadow side of a Venus and Libra, it could be that your goals or your desires around your finances, they can fall short only because you have, let's say, Oh my god! I feel like somebody's gonna get upset with this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and it's all from we, love. We
3: gotta be honest, right? Like tough love. We gotta
0: be honest, and, sha- and shadow. Being aware of our shadow is important. But um, and you know why I say this? I'm an Aries, and I'm very sensitive to how I approach Libras because you're they're my opposite. So I always like to be respectful because we have a very different approach to things. So what I would say is, check in are your goals rooted in something deep and important to you, or are they a little more shallow? Because the truth is you're going to be able to move forward with your financial goals and intentions when you have something that's really rooted for you. And it's not just about how it looks because that's something that Libra's you, you are like, and, and when I say beauty, it's not just like, It's not just the aesthetic, it's also the internal, it's like the way you shine from within and make sure that your, your goals, your intentions for your finances, they're rooted in something important to you and not just how it might look to others. Okay, I think, all I think
3: love. Yeah, it's so empowering to know the shadow side of, of, of whatever it is we're going through because otherwise how can we grow unless we're willing to Absolutely. accept that, to see that, then to be a light worker, I always teach you first have to be a shadow worker. So you have to work through the shadows yes. to come up into the light.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that so much, babe. So yeah, I, and that, that actually came through a lot better. I was like, Oh my God, how am I going to say this? But it really just came through. It's really from my heart because when we know the sides of ourselves and obviously if that resonates great, if it doesn't just leave it here, it's all good. But, um, it is important to be self-aware and we are multifaceted, light creates shadow. We are all of the things and the shadows where we get to do the most work. So let's talk about Venus and Scorpio. This is a deep placement for Venus and also a Venus placement that require, that seeks protection and security, but not only just protection of self, most of all protection of others. It can really be have an energy of Wanting to create wealth and a um, he- healthy finances to have protection and to be able to protect that very much is the Scorpio energy. Now, when it comes to uh, Venus and Scorpio, you may also have an incredible instinct on what to do financially or what to do to create a a healthy, grounded relationship to money. The shadow side of Venus and Scorpio, (laughs) again, it really can come forward you know, something, and this is just an approach that I've taken to money. And so I hope that this assists the Venus and Scorpios, but something that helps us create more in our lives, create more money, create more stability, security is completely letting go of the past forgiveness. Something that can occur with Venus and Scorpio is that they hold, they hold things, whether they, and it can have that hoarding energy, like I talked about with cancer, because we're talking water signs, right? So we'll hear little themes come up, especially with the elements. Um, Now, this can be a really powerful thing for the Venus and Scorpio is to not hold and hoard and to not hold to the past, forgive. If someone maybe hasn't paid you back or you trusted someone to, um, make good on their word and they didn't. I know things like that are painful and often disappointing, but we actually hold back so much of our prosperity when we are hyper-focused on what other people do wrong and then we hold to it. So forgiveness can be a really beautiful balm um, for the Venus and Scorpio archetype um, in terms of just being open and allowing prosperity to flow because you can always create more. Okay. So Venus and uh, Sagittarius. I love it, George. You're, you're really, this is awesome for me because I don't yeah. get to talk a whole lot of astrology. So this is really fun, but I'm just like going through my encyclopedia yeah. right now. Yeah,
3: you're, you're channeling so much and there are tips in, in every single one of those signs. You yes. share tips that apply to everyone. So that's what I love about this. There's something applicable for everyone. That is spiritual, like it's like twelve spiritual lessons. I love it. Okay, let's move on into Sagittarius.
0: Yeah, we're getting to our last couple signs, so we're getting to the home stretch. So, so Venus in Sagittarius. So this can actually be a very fun placement when it comes to just how you relate to money, how you relate to worth, because Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. It likes to expand. It likes to travel. It likes to have fun. It may be that you have like a lighter approach to the way that you approach finances and the way that you approach, the way you value, um, your time. So it's like having fun with money and also teaching others how to have a lighter relationship towards money. Now on the, the shadow, or the more distant, let's say the shadow side of this placement is that you may be a little too flippant. Just like what I talked about with Aries, with that fire, sometimes with the fire venuses, it can be a little bit too much like, Oh, laissez-faire. It's okay. We'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Just like you know, spend your savings on these like plane tickets to here because Sagittarius, a value of the Sagittarian archetype is adventure. It is fun. It is about just being out in the world, but something that can be a really healthy habit for the Sagittarians is to also, or I'm sorry, Venus and Sagittarius or sunset, sun and Sag is just to also Like, have a grounded approach to your money. Like, yes, have fun, but also have a system in place that allows you to have fun. By the way, my moon is in Sag. So, the way that I teach money management, it's literally so we can have fun, but we can also uh, create for our future. Okay. Great. Love love Venus and Sag. I'm very excited to hear how these land with you guys as well. Once you look at your charts, now let's talk about Venus and Capricorn. So Venus and Cap. So first and foremost, Venus and Cap can have a very powerful relationship to creating stability and legacy, because again, Capricorn is an earth sign. Um, it very much has the, uh, just kind of a, a bit of a a sixth sense on what to do next when it comes to creating protection finances. And the truth is the way a lot of our systems run, like let's say I know Georgia in Europe, I'm in the United States. It's very Capricornian. It's very, so Venus and Cap, it's kind of like, okay, I got this. Like the system that we're working in right now, it does kind of run on my polarity. So I understand it. Now, a, a shadow side of Venus and Cap is again, you could, you could take a page from the book from the Venus and Sages where like, have a little bit of fun. Like, yes, security is important. Yes. Planning for the future is important. Yes. Providing is important, but remember too, that your life is meant to be lived enjoy yourself find ways to also enjoy your money even as you are buckled up with your investments and your business and all of the things um okay so Venus and Aquarius so Venus and Aquarius very so from the archetype of Aquarius is about assisting others it really is that paradigm like just a quick astrology lesson because I find this fascinating so the the um I don't, I'm blanking on the name right now, but Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. So Gemini is a personal air sign, meaning it's about the self. Nothing wrong with that. I'm an Aries. We're all about the self and that's a healthy thing at times. So Gemini is a personal air sign. Libra is an interpersonal air sign, meaning me and you, you and me. Aquarius is a transpersonal Air sign, meaning I, me and everyone, okay? So there's a very powerful quality to that when it comes to your money is that you also may value how I want to create money because of what I can do for the larger collective. And, but then also the shadow side to that once again, and from an Aries astrologer is also to make sure that you take care of yourself. Something I have seen with the Aquarian archetype is like, okay, kind of similar to a little bit what I talked about with cancer. I'm going to take care of everyone and solve these massive issues and do all these things. But are you filling your cup? Is there, do you have space for you? And because you deserve that just as much as all of the causes and the things that you're pouring your resources or your time into. So Let's see. Now we got Pisces, Venus and Pisces. I actually have a Venus and Pisces. Oh, okay. This this hits home. So Venus and Pisces. So something very powerful and fascinating is that you may have a very etheric and spiritual relationship towards money. You may have a very creative propensity towards money. We look at the qualities of Pisces, which is water. It's mutable. Um, It is spiritual, empathetic. And and it can be that your relationship to money is very much like it's deep. It's emotive. And there's a beauty. You may even like to create beauty, kind of like the Venus and Libras. You want to create beauty for yourself and for others. Now, being that Pisces is a transpersonal water sign, we have to be mindful don't just pour out all your money for everybody else. There's a a difference between generosity and just self-sabotage. And so that's something that Pisces, the Pisces archetype often has to be mindful of is yes, giving and yes, assisting others, but also making sure, you know, the reason I keep bringing this up and it's also because I am a money teacher is at the end of the day, if you really wanna take care of others, you also have to first take care of yourself put your mask on first and then assist, be in the lifeboat so you can pull others up with you. And I think that we get to shift that paradigm of that self taking care of the self is selfish and wrong. That to me is is an approach that I think has disempowered so many people. It's often very much put On women, especially, I'll just say my mom's generation, something I really witnessed um, that my mom even broke through. And what I find very powerful and fascinating is that when it comes to money and wealth and 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 really aligning it to our values, well, you have to first be in that value with yourself. And then it's pretty to me. And again, this is just my perspective, but I find it just exciting what we can create when our cup is full and we overflow and we share from that space instead of like i've got to give and the, the transpersonal uh air and aquarius and pisces very powerful examples of what i'm talking about so i really hope that was helpful and resonant that was, and that was a lot of fun
3: that was so helpful thank you so much for sharing all these different perspectives and and nuggets of wisdom around money. And I wanna encourage the listener, like while you were going through that, feel free to go back and release listen and don't just focus on what Natalia said on each, on, on each sign, but focus on whatever limiting beliefs or fears or blockages came mm. up while you were listening to it all. So Natalia, as people identify their blocks, their money blocks while listening to this, what would be the first step to starting to untangling, releasing, and healing them?
0: Oh, I love that. Well, first things first, something that can be really powerful, and this is getting a little technical with your astrology, but you can also go back and listen and listen to your opposite sign because something that actually helps us gain balance and um, just like balance in a lifetime is also figuring out how to synergize with the opposite polarity of our sign. That's very fascinating. Now, in addition, let's talk tactical, practical. So I have a five-step, which I I won't go too deep into it now for sake of time, but I have five-step, a five-step approach to financial sovereignty, emotional healing, subconscious work, money management, enhancing your income and healing debt. And these are five steps. These are five things you can do. I actually have a course called Heal Your Money course. And then the book's going to be called that too. Hopefully nobody gets confused. But um, basically that really walks you through like, where, where are my emotions at with money? Because let me just share something with you. That was just the biggest aha for me. It's not the money you're after. It's the emotions that the money will create that you're after. If, like, if money didn't exist how would you wanna feel? And what do you want with your life? And the truth is at this moment, money is the organizing principle that we all work our emotional states around. And so I always like to say, backtrack, work emotionally and subconscious first, because if you don't work there first and you're just doing the management, the investing, the saving, the income, the raises, the selling in your business, at the end of the day, it will all fall short if you don't have a healthy, emotional, spiritual relationship to yourself and to the vision of your life. So that's that's what I would say. So a, little, a little astrology and then a yeah. little bit of like those five steps to financial sovereignty. I helpful.
3: love how you combine the tactical and the spiritual because that is also <laughs> my approach. And I think it's, it's a very balanced approach to having two things. And I just want to remind everyone that you chose here your soul chose to come here and play with money, knowing that you would have to deal yes. with money. So on a soul level, you already know the answer, right? Yes.
0: <laughs> Natalie, it's it's yes. like we we come here. Oh, sorry. As I, was, I was say this really quick, like okay, yes. we come here to have a human experience and money's a part of that right now.
3: It is a part of that. So we might as well learn how to, to, to run with it. Now, my final question has to do, let's say we've overcome all the blocks and we have an amazing relationship with money. How do we elevate that and keep on elevating it?
0: I think it's, I I personally feel it is always, it's a relationship. It's just like, you know, I'm actually about to get married in a month or two. And it's like, I don't just set it and forget it. Like my relationship is an evolving energy that grows. Money's the same, money's a relationship. I actually talk about money being a friend. Do you just set it and forget it with a friend? Oh, I, I got the blocks. Bye. We're good. It's like, no, like you're, you are both evolving and changing all the time and healing all the time. So what I would say is treat money, treat your relationship to money, just like a friendship. What would you do to assist that friendship, that relationship and being the best that it's going to be? And the truth is you will always be growing. you will always be healing. The healing work doesn't have to be arduous and hard but it is a growth process like i reached a an income level last year that i don't think i ever could have imagined was possible for me but the irony as beautiful as it was is if I still I still have some of my money shit. And so even though it doesn't matter the number because if I still have places that crave safety and security, then no number can ever fix that. It's it's an internal and I learned that. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm like, I've reached this level. And I thought everything would be hunky dory duty. And instead, there's more to learn. And there's more to anchor. And to me, that's beautiful. And I think that's how the pursuit of our highest potential, both in our lives, spiritually, emotionally and energetically, and also financially, I just think that it's a beautiful pursuit, because it really does ask you to become the best Version of
3: yourself. So I love it. I love seeing money as any relation, as like any relationship with every other person in our lives. As nice. Abraham said, "More is the mantra of the universe. Everything just keeps on growing, uh, uh. and there is more to be explored, more relationships, more to money, and more fears or limiting beliefs to to evolve, to release, to let go, and elevate." Oh my goodness, Natalia! thank you so much for sharing all this wisdom with us. All the links will be available for everyone to check out in the show notes below. But please let everyone know how they can work with you. And a little bit about your book as well that's coming out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the book will be out sometime this summer. Um, Very exciting. I'm very active over on Instagram, just at Natalia underscore Benson. Um, I also have, this might really interest your listeners. It's in my link tree, but I have, I create these prosperity reports. So if you want to dive deeper into your, the money story of your chart and the potential, the prosperity and purpose potential in your I do have these beautiful reports. They, they are a very, very small investment in an incredible uh, tool, but um, that's a great way to get started if you're very, very new to my work. And um, my website is just nataliabenson.com, and you can find everything there. So, thank you, George. This has been magnificent. And thank you. My My, my right and left brain was just like really firing, just getting all the astrology out. It was awesome.
3: Amazing. I so loved it. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before you go, make sure to grab your free workbook to find your life purpose at georgelizas.com forward slash life purpose.